0: Welcome to Across the Pond, Marketing Transformed, a podcast that explores ways to transform your business and marketing strategy, whether you are a rising star, entrepreneur, or experienced professional. A show packed with stories to inspire success and build a growth mindset for you and your company. Featuring global brand CMOs, transformation experts, and business founders, your co-hosts, Chris Lawson in London, UK, and Samuel Moni, across the pond in Philadelphia USA hey Sam how you doing
1: doing great sir always look forward to these shows and we're a bit on a bit of a roll with this season of how to's yeah with our agile marketing action plan
0: yeah for last week's was really good actually looking at the, the growth mindset and we um we build on that today so um yeah it's going to be interesting where it takes us and and uh hopefully you can hear me all right there's a massive thunderstorm going on at the moment but um I'm sure it's going to be all right I'm sure we're going to manage, make our way through it. So, whether you believe that the world is going to enter a double-dip recession, or being locked down for the next two years or going to be back to normal after Christmas, what you can't escape is that how, what and who does business is, is already changing as we speak. And when we said about creating the show a year ago, we reflected on the fact that Martin was going through a transformation, hence the title. And we wanted to reflect that to our listeners to, to look about what those changes are. And if you look at the leadership skills that are needed during a, a period of time of great transformation, it's the ability to see the bigger picture, the ability to adapt quickly, inspire others Personal integrity and authentic communication style, and an understanding of what needs to change. And finally, a confidence in making it happen. And I think as we go through this episode, you will see some of these come up time and time again. And if you think about the first six months of the, the pandemic, those that have inspired us have been clear ambitious, humble, and have seen that big picture. And those that have let us down, quite frankly, have been the opposite. Um, That applies to society as well as brands, I think. Um, So this, we argue in this episode, episode, is all about mindset. You aren't born with it. It's an approach to life and work, which separates those that react and deals with business and what happens to them and watch businesses organically grow or decline versus those that take action and look to effect change. And, of course, this isn't new. Uh, This is about businesses that move from good to great. It's about businesses that perform successful turnarounds. And it's about individual leaders as well. And those leaders can be at any level of the organisation. It's the ones that dream big and the ones that defy the odds, So this is our action plan to deal with it in 25 minutes, of course.
1: Last week, we talked about the growth mindset and how that's pivotal to understanding and operating in the current environment with a view on being able to thrive. And it's not the delusional, the hokey power of positive thinking, but real skills of summoning the courage, the value of saying not yet, but always starting with working in yourself before looking at others to go first. And as we think about the future of world of work. Digital plays a role, but you'll, you'll hear through this show that we don't make everything about digital, but clearly we can't avoid that discipline as it plays such a critical role as an enabler and the, and the data and evidence to support that those that lead the way show that there's an abundant observable differences to the leaders in this space. And, and it's one of the biggest unseen advantages uh, and is the advantage of going first so the advantage of being having an advantage is actually plays out for me that's when you've not only received the competitive advantage of moving first but you've also got the hindsight where the insights kick in and you can reap the rewards of the revenue protection that you've baked into your planning and your your capabilities and hopefully growth as well you're accelerating your speed to market and the approaches to do that You've strengthened your competitive positioning, but you've also raised employee productivity and and satisfaction. And and also you've, you've been able to expand your ability to acquire and engage and retain customers and service their needs. So turning the theory into practice, there's good news is that I believe we continue to see actually chief marketing officers, marketers that are, able to lead the way into real business and consumer benefits. Kevin Warren, there's an article I was reading about him. He's a CMO at UPS and they've basically taken a gut punch to profitability during COVID. It's been tough times yet. Kevin's on record of how the transformation principles that had been underway has really helped them have any chance for the business to make productive headway and to be able to fix the issues. So it's about toppling traditional barriers with marketing having expanded its scope to work with disparate parts of the company much more collaboratively, which means tighter collaboration and coordination between marketing and sales. Sounds obvious, but guess what? In a lot of places, it actually isn't happening. They found a scalable way to support some of their small business customers, which is a huge customer base, and they're offering them consulting and webinars when those customers room die in dire need. They're actually able to flex and support it. And they're also partnering to grow and integrating the UPS technology into partner platforms and, and working in agile ways. So this transformation mindset is really that It's an impact of the top and bottom line and how they actually work and how they behave. They aren't paralyzed by all the chaos in the outside world and the market. They see it as a viable path, even though they're going to make missteps, the mindset's there and they're making it happen. So that's a great example, Sam. Uh, I
0: like that. There's a lot of attributes in there that I'm sure we'll come back to. And there's a Harvard Business Review that looks at the 20 companies that have most successfully transformed in the last decade. And it was written in September 19... So before COVID hit, of course, and at the top of the list, there's some big ones, Netflix, Amazon, Adobe. Um, And now, actually, I like what Netflix has done, but it is a well-talked about story already, so we won't spend too much time on it. But that move in 2013 by CEO Reed Hastings, and he released a memo to employees and investors detailing a commitment to move from just distributing to content digitally to becoming a leading producer of original content that could win Emmys and Oscars. I mean, that was a hugely bold move. Uh, but the one that caught my eye was uh, Simon's, uh, which is a um, moved beyond a purpose of maximizing shareholder value to a mission of serving society. And that transformation be- began in 2014. There was a plan that they put together called Vision 2020, and it called for harnessing technologies such as AI and the Internet of Things, which again, would have been relatively sort of future thinking at that point. But what they, what they say was that changing the mission also called for a change of culture, which of course sounds familiar. The biggest obstacle to any transformation is literally just the way we've always done things, said Simon's USA CEO. Barbara Humpton Um, and and I think that that point that she comes on to make about infusing a higher purpose into the company called for pushing decision making out from the centre to every business unit so that everyone could feel like they had a stake in the future success and as a result that shift in the culture uh, propelled them to sort of divest its core oil and gas business Focusing on sort of smart technologies and smart energy, renewable power storage, distribution power, electrical vehicle mobility. So an incredibly bold move. And, and hopefully that sounds familiar to last week's episode as well. It builds on that growth mindset, that importance and purpose and that recognition that to effect
1: change, you need to do something big but you need to start with a culture as well. Yeah, those, those are all great examples. And it, it proves the point that we all know that for the most part, people are, will be naturally resourceful, solution focused to survive or thrive and look to sustain themselves, be it their families, their careers. So let's codify all of that into four action steps that we see to operate with a transformation mindset. Sounds good, Sam. So step one is how to
0: think big. No one needs to give you permission. And, and I think this is a Important point. Do you think that the CEO of Netflix listened to the doubters about how tech companies don't win Emmys? If you if you are limited by negative voices either inside or outside your head, then you won't make that transformation. Simple as that, I think. Now that isn't the same as not heeding advice. Humility and collaboration are important. But first you need to think what is that step change? What is that audacious goal? And that applies to any job. Not all of us are in a position to affect the change versus CEO of Simons was. Um, but at, at the same time, when we are looking at how to transform content creation or taking advantage of what, what we believe is going to be the next important step in search marketing or or whatever our expertise is, we do have a responsibility. And, and I think that the related point of that is part of that responsibility is to seize on the technology advances. And one of my favorite examples of that is that leapfrog moment? Uh, I'm thinking is is happening at the moment with 3D printing. Mm. I, I think I've heard how uh, uh, as much about 3D printing as coming into its own as much as Zoom over the last few months. To be honest, right? Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes you have to recognise that technology can have a dramatic impact and propel you forward faster, just as the internet did. Google professing to be a mobile-first organization or Amazon leading. Um, Edge moved for its cloud-based services, uh, which is a massive unsung hero, of course, in terms of its its profits and it, its business. Um, and there, there's a there's a good example of this as well, which I think ties a lot of these things together. Um, it's a company called Schnuggle, um, S-H-N-U-G-G-L-E, and it diversified into making protective equipment when the pandemic hit. Um, and its core business is about sort of smart baby um, clothing or equipment. The the two founders, Sinead and Adam Murphy, they were building their company into a leading name for parents. Um, then obviously COVID hit, they had to furlough their staff, take measures as many others did. But rather than sit there, they set about creating and growing a not-for-profit business called Hero Shield. And, and what they looked at was that they they saw the, the need to create some um, advisors and they came up with designs over the course of a weekend. And by Monday, according to Adam, the, the founder, they'd done 20 different designs and 3D printed them on a prototyping printer and put out a call on LinkedIn to local companies to get people involved. And by the time they were done, They had founded a non-for-profit company producing and shipping out 100,000 face shields in about six weeks, which is staggering work for a a small um, company that had no experience in that area at all. Um, They spun it off as a charity now, focusing again on their core business, creating and marketing clever products for, for babies and children. But I think that the staggering thing there is that Actually, that is about being brave. If if ever there was uh, anything that we've, uh, one of the things that comes back time and time again, and of course, thinking big. And in terms of thinking big, 3D, Printing is transforming what we do in prosthetics, home construction, ensuring that replacements can be made 24-7. So this is going to be a significant factor going yeah, forward. Yeah, and I
1: just, I'll just jump in there, Chris, and say what's what's beautiful about that, about that story is 3D printing isn't the latest technology that was invented yesterday. It's mm. been around for a while, but folks looking at that and tapping into existing resources or technology to actually think big and come up with even bigger ideas and application.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I and mean, there's a, a research firm called Not Impossible Labs, which I, I like to start off with, who've set up a hospital in Sudan with a 3D printer and they're creating prosthetics that are cheaper than a conventional one at uh, under $100. I mean, simply amazing. So, again, you have to think big. And, and there was a final, um, finally, just before I pass over to you, Sam, a piece by McKinsey, uh, which I think we referenced before. It said one of the biggest reasons transformation isn't successful is down to the CEO not setting sufficient high aspirations. And and I think that, that just sort of sums it up, really.
1: Yeah. So b- building really on the core of what you're talking about, this idea of being able to have an idea on a Friday and be out to the market on the Monday, which sounds uh, uh, impossible. But actually, that's all about step two. And it's about moving at lean speed. And I love the concept of moving at lean speed. And I'm stealing that idea from an expression from the CEO of Accenture, a lady called Julie Sweet. And it's all about being driven by the sudden need to become more digital and remote- work remotely but it's not only the CEOs it's actually also the customers employees are saying they don't want to go back and they even don't want to go back to the way things were so it's about retaining this level of agility that you've got to consider the internal barriers that have that have fallen and come down during during the crisis and then create lean decision making lean governance processes and focus on making things as streamlined as possible and actually just getting to the output mm. and And this thinking has been around for a while so again I'll, I'll reinforce the work of Michael Gay Gair- in his book The Digital Helix, which we talked about in episode 24, um, the episode about what go what can go wrong will go wrong. And in that book, he really forces you to consider mastering time and resources and speed and speed and speed. So there's a transparency and reality of the executive or the owner or the manager taking action and, and involvement. And it's so pivotal in terms of how leaders lead. So it's not from their ivory tower, but actually rolling up the sleeves, leading to leading the people, role modeling it, role modeling this mindset we're talking about, and really breaking down the silos and asking the right questions and operating in the right way. So it's a lot about communication, moving at lean speed. It's about Also, kind of slowing down to then allow you to speed up. So in the framework from the Digital Helix, he talks about a stop, start and a do differently bunch of questions that apply, I think, perfectly to this step. So you, you should ask yourself, which relationships matter? How do we change them? What do we do with the current ones? And then you can think about resources and allocations. Which ones do we use? How do we handle the allocations? What should we do internally versus what we should do externally? These are all really important strategic questions. And then the outcomes. Okay, so what outcomes actually matter versus the outcomes we do today or the outcomes we think we want? Which are the right ones? So that framework of relationships, resources, allocations, outcomes, and focus sounds really, really simple. But of course, you actually need to put the effort in. The magic is to force yourself to think about these differently. So this is not just for big multi-billion dollar companies. It should absolutely apply to you, whether you're a large or small entrepreneur or a mid-sized company. Ask yourself the questions and it will set you up to at least facing where the transformation is that you need to focus and what you're going to do to go forward. And what we're saying here is to accept the dissonance, now adapt. Yes, that means despite not understanding it, you still got to adapt and move forward. And I won't say it more bluntly as adapt or die because that's insensitive expression that I don't support. And especially in the current environment, that just comes across as crass. And I could get really philosophical and into theology but there is real truth behind accepting the needs of transformation and then being able to put it into practice and act on it especially as it's a complicated and fast moving space so simply put you're not going to be able to master everything that comes at you yes you may try and the positive aspects of growth mindset is is aspiring for for mastery and and you know appreciating getting better but you need to really adapt and also be open to dissent. So push yourself to move forward because we know that 70-odd percent of digital laggards, they're concerned about wasting money by investing in digital technologies, but only 25% of the digital leaders actually share those apprehensions. So those who are less, um, less worried about it actually invest and guess what, you get the benefit. So the key thing is that as a leader, you've got to create an environment where people can actually give you that perspective, share their perspectives if it's dissenting or different, not outside or in the hallways, but in more public spaces more public places in the public way because often leadership doesn't set the tone for people to dissent to give alternative perspectives they say my door's always open but actually (laughs) the door is probably closed uh, and they're not wanting to hear it so there's an openness We're, we're not just pointing at the people to ship up or shape out. It's also for us as leaders to role model uh, and and create that, that positive environment, create the right environment for transparency and openness. So think of it as being mindful of when we might be stuck in the fixed mindset, be it yourself or your team, and a limiting factor that gives you And it gives you up, really, because you you give up on perhaps asking for help because, oh, you've always done things that same way. You've always managed to do things yourselves or perhaps you're sticking to the existing solution that's not working as well. There's a story from that um, article I mentioned in Fortune magazine with Julie Sweet from Accenture. And they were sharing the story of a global retailer that invested for years in true omni-channel sales and delivery and offered curbside pickup 100 of its stores when forced to close physical stores during covid in 48 hours they were able to expand that curbside service to 1400 stores while maintaining a majority of its revenue so its competitors were so far behind because they were trying to shore up the online when the you know the other competitors was actually already prepared so again Mm. i'm going to get even more specific here, very, very specific example, whether you're large or small, it means being fast forward to the cloud. You have a strong, you have to have a strong foundation in the cloud because it provides for innovation and inefficiency and, and talent advantages just to do things differently and fast. So set yourself a target. It could be 40%, it could be 50%, it could be 60% in the cloud in the next 12 to 24 months and if you're early in or if you've moved to it then make it 75 percent uh, if you if you're further along so it's very simple you can have one drive or google or whatever that is but not to have multiple versions of content and information on local drives you're moving to the cloud even just with your everyday ways of working in your current operation make that change because it's it's so pivotal.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Again, um, relates back to a couple of the, the previous episodes, and and I think that y- you look at the organisations that are already halfway there, if not all the way there, and they are the other ones that are actually seem to have momentum at the moment. And I think one of the points we wanted to make is that this doesn't just apply if you're a CEO. This is very much about whatever your role is. Um, you know, if you're an SEO manager, for example, um, at the moment, I think that transformation moment is being all over Amazon. Um, that is a a platform and ecosystem that is is certainly trying to sort of uh, make sure it can compete head on with the, uh, um, the Apples and the um, Googles of this world. So working out how search is going to work within that ecosystem, I think it's clearly there. So you've got to look for that leapfrog moment in whichever environment that you're working within. So step four, Sam um, final step, uh, only four steps, but pretty large, chunky, impactful ones today is how to inspire people to follow you. And that's about selling it internally and externally. Um, and, and you've got to think about it, that among uh, the talents, but the world's best leaders in, in any context, what they excel in is that sort of a communication style, that inspiring communication style, as well as excelling in challenging people's preconceived notions. Think about your TED Talks. Think about the, the talks that inspire you. Um, and that, that, quite frankly, should be your, your role model. It's about coming over, um, getting your point across quickly um, with inspiration and for that to be memorable, uh, um, one week, three weeks, a a year in in the future. And why this is important? Well, again, relating that back to that episode 24 um, where we talked about sort of transformation mistakes. Um, We talked about a lot about this is mindset, philosophy and the cultural organisation. You've got to have the right values that bring people along and get everyone to support it. Um, so again, that communication, that inspiration is there. And and again, relating to that fact about what will go wrong um, is it, it, certainly gonna happen. Everyone fails. Uh, you know, the fact that you mentioned that earlier on about the 70 percent probably higher in terms of failure rate, we need to embrace that. We're going to stumble. We're going to get things wrong. And it's how we handle it, how we learn from it that is critical. And that, again, comes back to authentic communication style. And that's about how you inspire people to follow you. So so some key points there, Sam. Um, and the final one that I wanted to make on it is we all know that, that sort of adage about how many days it takes to form a habit or break a habit um, and you know, various different um, examples of that, 30 days or 60 days. Uh, well, the good news is, is that business leaders have spent the last five, six months running companies in a way that they could never imagine. So so that culture, the habits that company cultures had formed have now been broken. Uh, this gives them a great opportunity to think about what does the culture need to look like, what other ways of working going forward. And again, it doesn't have to be the fact that you're the CEO. For all of us, are different ways of working and there is stuff that we want to carry on through there. So you need to think about how you do that with consistent, inspirational uh, inspirational communications that represent a new way of working. And that's about inspiring people. So uh, yeah, hopefully uh, some
1: good pointers in there, Sam. Yeah, absolutely, Chris. So then we've gone through the four steps. So give us one thing to take away that we're going to do tomorrow or immediately or the next working day we're back in the office or back up and running. What are we going to do first? So Sam, I think for me, the
0: one thing to do tomorrow would be drop the word digital. Um, at the end of the day, the, the transformation that we're now asking ourselves to make and organizations to make is is fully encompassed of, of digitalization. And we can't see this as some organizations need to deal with digital and some organizations don't. Uh, this is about transformation in order to grow and and survive in the future. Uh, so that, that'd be the one thing I'd focus on, Sam. But hey, time is getting on, as always. So why don't you sum up the three key takeouts for this
1: week, Sam? Absolutely, Chris. So the first takeout is leaders have to set high expectations, Uh, whether you're the CEO, the CMO, the founder, or the owner, it's about setting those expectations to make this transformation mindset happen. Secondly, it's about asking the key questions to force you to make decisions and to allocate the resources to make this happen. A reality. And thirdly, the transformation mindset is absolutely accompanied by the growth mindset. And that's why we don't call it digital transformation. We call it a transformation mindset.
0: Good. Excellent. So next episode, change your pace again. Um, we cover the two mindsets that are required. And next week we're going to be looking at the behaviors that you need to demonstrate at all time. And that will cover up the next few episodes. And and the first behavior is about measuring what matters, really focused on the data and understanding what success looks like and how you incorporate that into your everyday work. It's going to be good, Sam.
1: Absolutely, Chris. Another action-packed episode with great content. So until next week, Chris, have a great week across the pond. Well, that's it for this week's show. We hope you enjoyed it. Find more by visiting marketingtransform.com
0: and click on the subscribe link. If you listen via Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud or anything else, then click on follow. Subscribe or type Marketing Transformed into search. We're a new show, so please leave us a review, comment or ask a question. We'd love to hear from you. Get in touch at marketingtransformedshow@gmail.com. at gmail.com.